You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Findlay. Oh my god, happy Monday. Happy 2020. We are back, baby. I haven't seen you since last year. I had yeah, to do it. it's been a while. It's okay. I, I it. mean, technically, you're not wrong. Or we the did... decade, even. We could go one step further. I haven't seen you since yeah. the last decade. That's okay, right. before everyone starts adding me that 2021 is actually the start of the next decade. It's the new decade, and I'm going with it. Yeah, we're in the 2020s. So There's always that it. one person, you know. <laughs> Shut it down. <clears throat> so, so, how have you been? I've been all right. I've been super lazy and productive. I don't know how that makes sense, but it does. Trust me. I got you. Yeah, I mean, honestly... Uh, just been kind of like hanging out and still trying to write and do all that kind of stuff that we were talking about doing before. So mm-hmm, I'll do like mm-hmm. one thing and put it down and writing for me is like my own brain just wants to keep working against myself. This is garbage, but no, it's probably <laughs> fine. Have someone else read it. They say it's good, ah, but they're lying, you know, so I got to right. get out of my head on that. But progress was made. That's good. Whether we keep That's it good. or not, it was made. Sure. But, sure. Yeah. How about you? I'm good. Well, um, I'm I'm trying. You know, this is the year that uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. the animated series is going to happen, We're and I think I think I've got to get to a a, a space because I was trying to do it one way, and I don't think it's going to work that way. Otherwise, I'm never going to get anything done. So I think mm-hmm. I just need to start working on the episodes as a whole and stop mm-hmm. worrying about what I need beforehand. Because I thought that would kind of streamline the process. I'll just make everything up front and then just go. But I feel like I'm going to spend a lot more time than I need to trying to create things that I might not need. You know what I mean? Because my character frames, my character is very animated, I guess, compared to your characters and Todd's characters. And I don't mean that to be... It's just the nature of how they're designed. You know, my character can be a lot more expressive. It's a little more Mm -hmm. self-love. Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's just, I can't help it. I have eyebrows. I have facial features that that can animate more. So, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I'll create like a movement and I I will sit there and think, okay, well, I need an angry face. I need a, a, a over it face. I need, you know, and then I'll have all these various emotions for Mm -hmm. this one movement for whatever occasion right but i don't know if i'll need them so what i need to do is just say okay let's just i need to focus on the episode at hand and then i will if i need it i will make it yeah i think that's that's where i need to get 
Yeah, because and then I, you can I really save those assets for future episodes if you need. To sure. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I I feel like that's what I need to do. I need to get a little bit more focused on getting the episodes put together and then worry about what I need after the fact because I spent. I told you this, and I'm going to share this with everybody. I spent hours trying to animate a door opening and closing, which I need, but yeah. I was being so meticulous about it. I was like, no, the door frames the wrong size. I gotta I gotta shift this. I gotta make that and then I gotta uh-huh. redo this. Cause I made I made the entire room and I had the room you I've showed you that last mm-hmm. year yeah. where the room was set and I was like, all right, here's the room. And I was like, okay, no, well now I need a door to open. So how am I gonna do that? So I had to restructure the entire room and to make sure the door was even with the the floor line. With the rest of it. Yeah. everything because once I, I thought I had it I looked at it and I was like no this isn't right it's too small or it's too big and uh, I gotta do this all over again so but I got it so now we're gonna have this nice little door it looks nice I have to say yeah. and I know <laughs> I was glad that it, it caught up because at first I was thought I was gonna have this embarrassing conversation of Steven I didn't see the door open at all because <laughs> it kept skipping when I first watched it it was just like me at the door and then all of a sudden in the middle of the room and I'm like oh no <laughs> uh, but it's it's a minor thing but it will pay off in spades for me like I don't know if anybody out there watching it will care They'll just but like, they okay. will notice if it's done wrong Right. So I think that will be a compliment. It's like if nobody even noticed all the work that was done on it, then you did your, I guess that's almost the thankless part of it, right? If you do it well, yeah. nobody's really going to notice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. I hope it's a slew of comments complimenting the door though. So that's our challenge when it comes out, guys. You have to flood <laughs> the comments with how amazing the door looked. Right. And I'm even, since, you know, we've said numerous times that I've got the first two episodes done, I have mm-hmm. been kind of going back and tweaking minor things. And they are minor things for me. Like I've created better frames for the animation. And I'm like, you know what? That would just look so much better. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go back in. I'm going to take that one little scene and I'm going to redo it with these new frames. And that way, no one, unless you've seen the Patreon versions, which are up $5. Um, it's, you know, it's just one of those things that you will have seen, but you might not even notice. But for me, I'm just looking at it going, it could be so much better, you know, so I'm just going to, I'm going to make those minor little adjustments. And -hmm. I think that's probably going to be one of those things too, when it comes time to release that I'm just going to have to get to that point where I'm like, I've got to stop working on this. I've just got to let the public have it and be done because I knows as you go along, you'll probably get so much more uh, well-versed at how the whole thing goes that you mm-hmm. probably be surprised how much faster it gets for you to actually perfect the things that might be bothering you. So, so you don't yeah. have to sacrifice your comfort level for sending it out, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, I, but I think at some point I'm just going to have to let certain things go because I don't know if I can make it any better than it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I am yeah. limited to what I can do to a point. so But I am going to make it the best that I can. And that's all that matters. With that, I have no doubt. With yeah. that, I have no doubt. <clears throat> so, outside of that, what have you been playing? Oh, uh, well, 
I'm sure Beat Saber is the obvious answer. Um, mm-hmm. Playing some of that, actually, uh, getting decently good at it. I kind of surprised myself the other day with a song that I thought for sure I was like, "Nope, too high, ain't gonna happen." And when I passed it first try, I was like, "Something is wrong in the universe." I'm still not convinced <laughs> it wasn't a fluke, but I'm gonna hold on to it. Um, but really, I have been addicted to frost punk out of nowhere. Oh, really? I know, and it has nothing to do with the new DLC that just dropped because I do. I did notice that they uh, extended it to something called Autumn Home, I think. Um, and I was just trying to play the the first scenario. A, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, I think you'd really like this." It was on Game Pass, so. Mm-hmm. Wow, is it hard though? I really wasn't expecting like how hard it was for the very first scenario. I'm not even gonna lie to you. So over the course of the entire time we've been on break, I've just kind of been futzing with it off and on. Like almost 20 hours to beat the first scenario. Is oh, wow. I was like thinking I was such a moron. And then when I started talking to some other buddies who've played it, they're like, no, that sounds actually about right with me. And I went, oh, okay. Because <laughs> it is a lot of like a balancing act of resources. Because mm. the whole idea is, you know, the civilization's trying to make it through this really bad storm, uh, of, you know, obviously extremely cold. And mm. you're in like this ravine, this little hole in the ground. And so you have one generator and you've got to keep that running. And eventually you do make upgrades and you've got to have like a research team that's constantly researching for the new stuff. So it'll burn less coal or maybe go wider or better ways to gather your coal or wood or steel. Um, but if that generator goes out, like people just start like dying of frostbite. You know what I mean? Like they just start mm-hmm. dropping like flies. And so I would get to a point where it would drop to like negative 40 Celsius and I couldn't keep up. I had to restart the scenario like four times. And then Mm -hmm. I started save scumming when I thought I was like, oh, we're getting good. I got like 2000 coal. We got some food. We're ready. And then it would get past a point that I've not been before. And then it would drop to like negative 70. And I'm like, God, mother, you know, and then everyone (laughs) would die because I was like, it would just start sucking all the coal away. It eventually gets to a point where it's like negative 150. So it's like you can't even allow people to work. They have to just stay in their house and pray, you know, which is exactly what I did. I made it a religious community because <laughs> it was just so much easier. They'd get pissed off and I'd go make them pray. And then they were happy again. And I just, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just forced the religion on them because I got so tired of them getting pissy about everything. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm one person. It's so cold. I need you to work. <laughs> like, just go work. But um, yeah, so <laughs> I beat it. And so now I'm not really sure I want to try any of the other scenarios because I'm a little scared. It's going to take me forever. But it was a lot of fun. I would have to say I was so addicted to this game and it was the most frustrating thing that I've played in a long time. And I can't explain why I was so addicted <laughs> to something that was just making me so angry the whole time. But sure, I sure. recommend it. So now I kind of want to play the new one, the new mm-hmm. DLC. But... Uh, that's probably been about it. A very, various little VR games here or there. Nothing sure. to really speak about. Some free mm-hmm. stuff off of like Viveport with cats and things like that. That <laughs> was just like an adorable, <laughs> wholesome 10, 20 minutes of my time, you know. Sure. But uh, I think that's it. How about you? Well, I thought I was going to get a lot more done. Um, I was really hoping to kind of deep dive into some, you know, games that I had sitting in the the backlog. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to get to those because I'd finished. I was really trying and I'm just, oh God, I'm so frustrated. Assassin's Creed 3. I did beat it. Oh, okay. But what I'm frustrated at is I I wanted 
I, I so wanted to platinum this because I thought this will be, it's doable, right? Mm-hmm. And it still is doable. But my patience is wearing thin for this one mission. One mission that you have to do just so because they put those optional objectives on you. Mm-hmm. And it's you have to sh- destroy these ships a specific way. The problem is, is that my ship is so powerful that I obliterate them. Oh, no. And I can't okay. do it the way they want. And just the other day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna try it again. Because if I can do that, all the other minor things, simple. It's like deliveries and things like that. So, I mean, yeah, I can do that. That's no problem. But I would always get two out of the three ships destroyed the way they want them. I would find a way to do it, and I'd do it. And then when it comes to that last one, I always, always, always destroy it. Is and it it's just to like, just like damage it a bit or something? Or not yeah, to because it all together. Okay. Because you can crack open its hull, and then it'll expose like an explosive inside the hull, and then you okay. aim at that, and you blow it up from there. So I have to ram them at a certain speed to crack it open. But if I hit it too hard, boom, they go straight out. And again, I was doing so well. And I was like, I got two. I got two. I just, I'm going to ease into this one. And I eased right into it and destroyed the shit out of it. And I was like, so I was just like, I feel like maybe just like hold your hand out, punch it. Yeah. I mean, just because it's either, (laughs) it's either too fast or, or too slow. Because if you don't hit it hard enough, it's just like, oh, we, we bumped. Uh, So now I got to. I gotta spin around Fill and try out it again. Some paperwork, get the paint job fixed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, oh god. So I just I got so frustrated with it the other day because I was like, why? Why can't I just this one last ship? For God's sakes, come on. So I think I'm just done with it because I was like, I, I can't do this. Is it again. something that you were supposed to do earlier and you're going back for? So maybe you're too op for the situation. That I mean, that's that's one of those things that they'll tell you because I had to look up alternate ways to go about it. Because mm-hmm. I was so overpowered, because like I don't know, I don't know what else to do, and they were just like, "Yeah, you just got to kind of ease into it and try it that way." And it's like, but it's best not to upgrade your ship at this point. And I was like, "Well, now you tell me, I can't yes. back it up now. I don't want to start all over just no. for this one thing. Yeah, and I don't want to have to redo the game, you know, just for this one thing. It's just, yeah." <sighs> Because this is why I'm, I'm glad I didn't get addicted to trophy hunting. Yeah, and it's just this is it's it's one of those situations for me where I'm just just the hell with it, you know. I've got mm-hmm. I've got to get to that point in my head where it's just like if I'm going to spend more time that I really want to on this, it's not worth it. If I can get to it in a in a reasonable pace, fine, I'll do it. But if I can't, mm-hmm. if this shit continues, I just forget it. I just it's not yeah. worth it. So that got set aside, and. I got Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and that has yeah. consumed all of my time. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, my wife wants to play with me because she's a Monster Hunter, and, you know, then I'm into it, and I'm sitting there trying to fight all the new monsters, get all my... And it's it's amazing, because if once you start doing the Monster Hunter Iceborne stuff, and you're in Master Rank, and you're getting all these more powerful weapons and armor and everything like that, and if you ever have to go back to fight an easier monster like the high rank or low ranks you obliterate them in nice. like a split second so like there was a guy 
I just randomly, I was like, well, I, I'll go help some rando. You know, I saw an SOS flare and he was like fighting like the very first monster, the great Jagras. It's an opening mm-hmm. mission. So I hop in, I rush to that thing, whip out my blade and went pow. And that son of a bitch was dead. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. And I just walk away. <laughs> did the, did the rando just go like, but I wanted to help. I mean, <laughs> hopefully he was okay. <laughs> you know, he he got it completed because it's like you know, how he's still I feel like when you used to try to like level up a character in an MMO, but you had some high level just like farming mats in that area, and you're like, damn it, can I have ten of the mobs to finish my quest, please? <laughs> just go away for like two minutes. I mean, I just made it easier for him. He can go off, and you know, he gets to collect everything, and so he got he got everything he needed. He just yeah. didn't have to really fight the mon- the monster, so I just. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just it's been fun getting back into that rhythm and playing it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that I would get sucked in that hard, but as soon as I started playing, it was like addiction. I was like, oh man, I, I gotta, I gotta get this one. I gotta get that one. And uh, again, playing with some of the new monsters has been pretty fun too, because they. I guess where you start to feel like you're overpowered, then you get a new mm-hmm. monster coming in. It's like, oh, you think you're badass? Okay, let me show you. And then you start mm-hmm. getting smacked around. It's like, all right, I'm not as hey, tough as I thought I was getting. Out of pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So keeps you humble. But it's been it's been a lot of fun. So I don't know how much longer I have in it because you still have your main campaign. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm maybe halfway in there somewhere. But nice. that's that's good. I'm getting I'm getting new armor, new blades. That's that's the fun for me. Getting new weapons and saying, "Ooh, look at my new all the shiny, new shiny thing. things." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll probably be on that for a while. But when I do find time to break away from it, I do have something waiting for me that I have been excited to play, courtesy of our brother Todd. He let me borrow the Outer Worlds. Oh, so nice. I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. Itching to play that. So, hopefully soon. So many games. Yeah, so, so many, many games. games. It's just really and are. and this year look at all the games we have, but there are a lot of things that we're going to be talking about with those new games. So, uh-huh. uh, I'm going <laughs> to transition everybody into something that we're going to be doing different for a while. Lace is going to carry the show. Uh yeah. and the, Reason she's doing this is, as we mentioned, the animated series. My time is going to be consumed with that. So her being able to do the news and all of our our segments and everything like that, it frees me up to focus all my time and energy on that so we can get that series to you sometime this year. As soon as possible, yeah. As soon as possible. So if I don't have that to worry about, I can do all that. And she is going to carry the show. I am. So... And I'm feeling pretty naked right now because, you know, usually I've got... You know, yeah, you have your papers in your hand. Mm -hmm. You're like, you probably sat down going, I don't... This feels weird. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice place to be in, but hey. Sure. But without further ado, Lace. Yeah. Let's do it. So... uh, Not Stephen's dulcet tones through the entire time. I'll try to keep it... (laughs) Uh, but so it, it was a little intimidating, of course, to have a whole month of catch up to play. Um, mm-hmm. so I just picked a few things. So we're going to have a lot of quickets today, but I do have one bit of news that I think we're going to kind of have a good laugh about okay. because it seems like they're always in our news. Uh, it, it, take a wild guess that, uh, Riot Games, 
is back yeah. in the news defending its $10 million settlement this time. Oh, boy. (laughs) I I know we had reported on the podcast earlier about how they came to a settlement of $10 million for the 1,000 different women who were involved in the class action lawsuit. If you are Mm -hmm. unfamiliar uh, that it was a class action lawsuit discrimination case uh, for how they were doing their practices within Riot Games uh, with women being involved. Uh, So they had sent Screen Rant a copy of a court filing contesting a California state agency's allegation that the original proposed $10 million was extremely inadequate. Now, keep in mind, we reported earlier that the women involved in the settlement case for the harassment that they faced had accepted that settlement. But Mm -hmm. two state agencies in California objected, claiming that the women involved in the class action lawsuit were due much more. $390 $390 million more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you say million or billion? <laughs> million. Okay. okay. So they went from $10 I'll... million, and California says it should be 309 Well, let's just say $400 million total. Sure. <laughs> that's. I wish it would have said billion, because that would have been kind of hilarious. But... Yeah, I, I, that's why I wanted to double check, because I was like, did you just say billion? <laughs> they would billion be bankrupt. dollars. <laughs> Three hundred yeah. million dollars. This would have been the uh, announcing that Riot is closing its doors. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but so, of course, Riot is on the defense, saying they have made the necessary changes to how the company creates uh, operates internally, and that, along with the ten million dollars, is more than fair. Uh, there have been murmurings about uh, the plaintiff's attorney not doing their end of the bargain very well, where they could have defended them a little bit better on this case. Uh, the mm-hmm. women's attorney and Riot's attorney, of course, deny this vehemently. Uh, so this is where the DFEH stepped in, which is the Department of Fair Employment and Housing, saying that Riot Games is attempting to use the settlement to, quote, stifle the agency's investigation into its practices. Riot, of course, denies this, saying that the unnecessary burden of the DFH's discovery requests on the ground, and I'm just going to say it's a bunch of legal jargon that I can't explain to you, but mm-hmm. let's just say they're like, eh, eh, we did our due diligence. Uh, Riot says it's provided substantive responses to the requests made by the agency, notwithstanding its objections. So uh, their attorney on Riot's behalf closed the filing by saying the company did not settle the case because it believes there is a class-wide liability, but because it wants to avoid engaging in years of litigation, endless press cycles, and resulting employee fatigue. Might sound like the DFEH is on to something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, go ahead. I didn't know if you were going to say something. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm waiting. Uh, The Department of Labor Standards and Enforcement says the plaintiff's attorney failed to do their due diligence with regard to the hurried settlement, and this is how Riot was allowed to get away with numerous violations. Uh, That state agency also has filed a request to intervene on the case. Mm -hmm. So a judge is yet to decide whether or not they will be allowed to intervene on January 31st. Then on February 3rd, the judge will rule on the $10 million that is proposed. So now it just looks like we'll wait and see if California is going to make them pay $400 million instead of the 10 I mean, in my opinion, yeah. They owe $390 million. Why not? I would think the billions that they've made off of LOL and all of that, that women, I'm sure, were a part of. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think we were shocked before that the 10 mil was all it was. Yeah, it did seem a little low. I mean, by compared standards, if we go back 30, 40 years, 10 million is a lot. 
Mm-hmm. But today, that seems like chump change, especially to someone like Riot, who, again, makes millions and millions of dollars. I actually looked up some of that, and I want to say that it, I think it was 2018 that it was like $1.2 billion that they made. So, See, yeah, they can <sighs> shill over another 390 Again, I think it's in their best interest to just do it and just be like, hey, Want the women to be happy? You want to make changes? Here, take more. Shut mm-hmm. your mouth. You've already made an ass of yourself one too many times. Just give them the money and walk away. Put it put it to bed. No, now I after agree with that you. after that, yeah, just don't don't do any more because that's enough. Yeah. Again, <laughs> let's is just it stop really... harassing women from going yeah. forward. <laughs> yeah. Avoid do doing better. this in the future. <clears throat> But yeah, no, I don't do better, be best. That's it. Hashtag be Mm. best. (laughs) But no, I'm I'm not with Riot on this. I'm I'm actually okay if they pay more. It's because ten million is kind of chump change. Oh, I didn't feel bad for them at all. Of course, I think it'll be hilarious if we find out this was just more Garbo stuff that Riot was sending to uh, Screen Rant to like keep themselves Mm. in the news on this thing. Because I I do want to preface this with saying that they sent this to them is the way this article was reading. So it was like they were trying to get eyes on it, which is funny to me because I would think this is something you wouldn't want people to know. No. Unless I guess you truly think like we've corrected everything. We've seen the error of our ways. That's enough. Mm hmm. So we'll see how this uh, plays out here um, very soon. So January 31st is when they'll find out if they're allowed to interject. And uh, on the 3rd, we'll see whether it was only the 10 or not. All right. So I'll keep an eye on that space for you guys. Stay tuned. But that's the only news. Everything else is a bunch of quickets. Of course, the week following up was slower news, but I didn't want to rehash stuff that I'm sure everybody has read a bunch. But um, so CES happened while we were on break. Mm -hmm. So there was just three things that I kind of wanted to highlight from there that I thought was kind of cool. Um, There isn't a whole lot of game announcements, of course, being made at CES. um, But the one big announcement that blew everyone's mind, the PS5 logo. Oh, yeah. that That created a little hubbub. Uh, there for a while and I was like okay Why they needed people... something I guess what that that aggravated <laughs> me to no end that day because people were so pissed that the, it's just like the PS4 or the PS5 what? look what they but, did but did you see the number changed I did see the number changed but <laughs> what does it matter it's not like they said this is our official logo they're like hey PlayStation 5 is happening. We've seen nothing of this console. I kind of hope they've drawn every single one from here on out to to look exactly the same so we can have this conversation another seven years or eight years. Sure. But, I mean, what does it hurt if they've got some kind of nice branding? It's like, well, the logo and the the font works, so just up it up. Exactly. People pay a lot of money to have, like, a really nice, neat logo that's easily recognizable. I mean... Freaking use it. Exactly. So is it a good console? Let's just go from there. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry about the damn logo. Jeez. That aggravated Uh, me to no end that day. When that when all that Twitter look at what they did, but Twitter's great. It was just like, shut up. (laughs) Good God. Yeah. No. Uh people are wonderful. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. I guess it was a slow news day that day, so they had to pick on the logo. Oh, yeah. Uh, But AMD showed a picture of the back of the Xbox Series X revealing the rear ports of the new console, uh, which I kind of found out later on wasn't an officially sourced picture, uh, but it seemed like it was a stock image of the console from a third party, which was a little disappointing since it was during that time. But Mm. since then, uh, another picture of the back of the console was leaked. This time I'm hearing that this is actually a confirmed picture. Uh, So if you're wanting to look at that, if you're interested in what you're going be able to plug into this bad boy um the only two things that i noticed some uh feedback was that they noted that there wasn't a usb-c port or an hdmi pass-through so if those are things that you use if this is a confirmed picture it looks like you might have to find um, an alternative for the use of those two items um and then the only other thing that i thought was kind of cool out of there was the reveal of an accessory that makes your phone into a nintendo switch kind of so this is called the Kishi, and it mm-hmm. supports pretty much a wide variety of phones that I could tell. It's an accessory that will be available for both iPhone and Android and compatible with most mobile games. So the Kishi is meant to give you a console quality control, and it looks similar to the Switch's controller. It okay. fastens itself to the sides of your phone. So it has like this belt in the back. It opens up and your phone slides in. It kind of has the aesthetic of an Xbox controller, though, um, with like the color scheme and the way that the controllers and stuff are laid out on it. Mm -hmm. Um, It does have pass through charging. So as you're playing, you can have that uh, plugged in. Um, Lag is the only thing that I would think could be an issue since everything is cloud based on this particular Uh device. Um, But supposedly should be available quarter one this year. Price is guessed to be around $100, but there's no confirmation. I checked again yesterday just to see if it had been anything announced between CES and now, and it's still sitting in that same quarter one release date um, with possibly a $100 price tag. So I thought that was kind of a cool little device. Yeah. I mean, uh, with with all mobile devices and and the way the Switch works now, I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? Mobile I'm almost on the kind go, of wondering if Stadia one. might kind of work that way, too, since it's mm-hmm. all cloud-based if you have a subscription. I don't know. Very true. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield got expansions uh, while we were on break. Had, yeah, I heard uh, some controversy over that because they were adding more Pokemon that were taken out of the game, and people were like, well, now you're putting Pokemon behind a paywall. Then and yeah, it. people were like, you got to pay $30 for each thing or something like that. Uh, it this I don't. This know. is. It's been their model from day one. You buy two games if you want to do it. However, I will say, you can look at it from a different perspective, so people are not getting pissy. It's to connect with your friends. So someone buys this game, someone buys mm-hmm. that game, and you're like, "Hey, I don't have this Pokemon. Do you? I'll trade you for this Pokemon that I have. You want to do that? Sure." And then you swap. Bada bing, bada boom. You got Kinda the like Pokemon the that's game. not in the other game. So yep. I. You can look at it as a greedy model, but at the same time, you can also argue that it's to encourage meeting and trading with your friends. Depends that on how you. That actually is one of the best explanations I've heard so far. Yeah, I like. That. I think I like that. I, I think it's fair to look at it from that perspective. Yeah, it's forcing you to be more social with your friends is what we what you would I would hope if you're doing like a online game like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're called Isle of Armor and the Crown of Tundra, respectively. Looks to be releasing in June in quarter three of this year. Uh, so looks like Count, uh, Crown Tundra, cold, snowy area that you get to run around in. Um, 
Pokemon dens and capture legendary monsters. And Isle of Armor is a warmer climate and focuses on the theme of growth. So, hmm. uh, yeah, looks like, I guess, over 200 Pokemon from past games and even more monsters that we don't know about yet. It's getting included with these uh, expansions. So cool, cool. Good job for you guys. Yeah. Now, you should have known that I was going to add more like fun PC stuff because that's what I gravitate mm-hmm. towards. Sure. Alienware announced something and it's in concept phases, but this sounds so cool. Alienware is announcing the UFO. Again, I'm going to keep saying concept phases in case you guys go out there and try to buy this right away. Uh, but the UFO is a real gaming PC the size of a Nintendo Switch. It looks like the Switch really caught on here for inspiration for, like- for other things going on. Um, but it does have a larger screen. It's about eight inches diagonally, two detachable controllers on its side, a kickstand, and Alienware's dual tone color scheme with the RGB lighting. It can be played standalone, or you can hook it up to your monitor or TV. Although, from the murmurings right now, it's been reported that with the TV, there is no dock like you would with the Switch. So, you will require an HDMI adapter depending on what TV you have. Mm-hmm. Um, the controllers do come off on the sides, but it doesn't transform into two controllers. There's like okay. a block that goes in the middle of it to make it a controller. So if you want to play with friends, they're just going to have to have their own. Right. Um, and it does look like the controller is tethered when you're playing it that way. So it will have to be plugged in. Um, I wasn't able to find specs, of course, or anything for it right now. Uh, my only gripe is that it looks like Dell was hired to do the processor and the graphics <laughs> card. I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of them, but, um, it does allow you to take your PC library with you, and it was small and light enough to travel. Um, and with it coming out of Alienware and being able to play like that, I thought it looked really cool. So I hope it's something that actually gets uh, worked on and pushed out into uh, the public. So sure, it's really cool. That sounds um, pretty neat. Yeah, I thought it sounded cool. You get to actually play all your PC games on the go like that. Again, mm-hmm. it's probably like. The way of the stadia, like, will the connection be good? Because I'm sure all of this stuff we're relying on the cloud here. We've got to get infrastructure better to get better internet to people. And think about it like this. If that actually catches on, then you're going to mm-hmm. see Steam. You're going to see Google. You're going to see all these other platforms trying to replicate that mm-hmm. to have their own model and say, no, this is this is best used with our thing, not not this over here. So oh, my give God. It time, yeah, you you're watch. right. You're right. Switch, I guess, GG for all the inspiration, but I, it's starting to look like it. We might be flooded with some really great on the go gaming uh, consoles or whatever you call them, handheld devices. Yeah. Uh, this was a confirmed one that I think we have talked about before that there is a new Nintendo Switch model in development. It mm-hmm. might be called the Pro. Um, they're hopeful it's a 1080p supporting, um, saying it'll have new magnesium alloy and an update to the CPU. So. Um, 1080p or 4k maybe is in the future for it good good um this one i found funny valve's vr headset the index sold out really oh yeah wasn't it like a thousand dollars we don't understand the fandom of half-life i think we just really don't understand how long these people have been waiting for another half-life game and the love of it all so on the Mm -hmm. week of january 14th it was sold out 
again, I think Half-Life was definitely played a huge role in this. Although I was making a joke like, you do know you could buy the game without having the index, right? Like it's a $60 game or you got the game for free if you had an index. Uh, But upon further inspection, there is a lot of extra goodies that people who own the index will be receiving with the game. So if you are a huge fan, that was probably what drew you in. Where There was a list of things that you will get solely as an index user. So that's in the eye of the beholder, whether that thousand bucks is worth it for all of those extra things for you in the game. Better be. (laughs) Right. Uh, But I did see an article that was, you know, coming from Valve because of all the delays that we saw. They're like, the game's pretty much done. Don't because everybody was like clutching their pearls and staring at Valve. Like if you even (laughs) delay this game, we've been waiting for years. So, um, but yeah, so they are working hard to hopefully have them back in stock by the time the game actually releases. So if you were one of those trying to find out how to buy an index and was met with the sold out tag, um, you're just going to have to wait patiently. They're working as hard as they can to get some more mm-hmm. out there. Uh, Epic Games Store top $680 million in player spending. But they still don't have a shopping cart. That was going to be my follow-up. Yep. <laughs> All that money can't put in a cart. Come on, Epic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Epic, Ninja got his own skin in Fortnite. Yeah. Good for him. Hey, I thought it was kind of cool. Suppose. I mean, yeah. But I do want to say he's not the only one who got one. I know that he's the only one we're talking about right now. I think the other two, it's coming out shortly. So another creator called Loser Fruit. And I think we've talked about this other one before, too. The Grefg. If I'm saying his name right, G-R-E-F-G, the G-R-E-F-G Grefka, I think. We'll say, yeah. They're getting their own skins, too. Okay, good Good for them. I mean, support the people who make your game popular. Why not? I I would think that that's really the biggest rise to fame that it had was Ninja played with Drake. Record-breaking evening for viewership on a game. Not saying it wasn't popular before then, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's kind of cool to honor those who've really helped you uh, make that game a household name. If anyone has ever heard of a streamer now, if they're not in the gaming space, the first thing they say is, oh, Fortnite, you watch Ninja? So he's he's done it, people. He's broken yeah. through. <laughs> so is and Drake also, if not you getting care, his? Huh? Yeah. Is Drake not getting one? Is, he needs a skin. Cause, I think I mean, so. I'm just waiting for Ninja to sue him over the pon-pon dance because they did have that in the game. Uh but his little victory dance that he does for his if, first win of the day. If, if he if he's in the game, <laughs> I just kidding. then just <laughs> I know just with Epic getting sued for every freaking dance. As soon as I saw the pom pom, I went ah <laughs> ah dance suit. Oh man! And then also, if you care, Epic finally announced that season two for Fortnite will be on February twentieth, twenty twenty. So two twenty twenty twenty. Woo, Fortnite. <laughs> hey, I'm sure there are people out there that wanted to. I know. know. I love you uh, guys. Verizon partnered with Stadia. Really? I thought this was kind of funny. Okay. So it came up with a new way to market their gaming service by giving away a free $130 Stadia kit to new Verizon Fios subscribers. So if you order the gigabyte plan or gigabit plan, uh, you will get the Stadia Premier Edition and a three-month pro subscription, which gets you the controller, Chromecast Ultra for TV gameplay, and all of this supposedly retails for $130, um, and it starts on January 29th. So there you go. Well, 
good for you Verizon people. That's a way to play the Stadia if you count on I guess if you get it for free and try it for three months, it does yeah. say you get to keep it even if you cancel after three months so that they're not asking you to send their gear back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you do with it, I guess, if you cancel the subscription, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Half-Life games are free right now for the two months, I'm assuming, leading up to Half-Life Alex. So if you got a Steam account and you've never played Half-Life and always wanted to, now's your time. You can do it for free. You don't keep it after the two months. They are specific about that, but you can play it for free for two months. That's a good way to build hype. Exactly. If you're new to the game, a good way to get you uh, exposed to it. Although I think there mm-hmm. are only like a couple bucks on the Steam store at this point, but I don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. And of course, we need more time for that. Lots of game delays. Delay, delay, delay. Mm-hmm. Um, we were met with a lot of them this year. It was a little disappointing, of course. But hey, I'm all about just making sure the game is all baked and ready to go by the time it gets to us. Yeah. Uh, the one that probably broke the most hearts was Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, mm-hmm. Moved from April, which is now a September release date. Um, Dying Light 2, which went from a spring release to now we don't know. It just has a TBA. Really? Yeah, they they haven't announced when they're going to. So um, I guess I'm hoping that means it's still going. It seems like pretty ambitious for what they're doing for this particular iteration of the game. So Mm -hmm. take your time. But yeah, unfortunately, they just kind of said they're not going to put any release date out until they're more sure of when they're going to be able to put it out. So all right. Keep your fingers crossed that that is still in the works. Sure. Uh, Final Fantasy VII and Avengers, both from Square Enix, are delayed. Uh, Final Fantasy VII was pushed from a March date to April, so not that big of a gap for that one. Uh, but Avengers moved from May to September. Looks like September might be our full month. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but at least Final Fantasy VII and Cyberpunk 27 aren't going to be releasing in the same month now because that could right. For those who wanted to play both, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're never getting anything else done again. Uh, let's see. Iron Man VR is delayed to May now, May 15th. Watch Dogs, Legions, Rainbow Six, Siege, Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters were delayed out of Ubisoft. Um, I also see that Skull and Bones has been delayed again, which now I'm just going to think it's never actually happening this game. I feel like we've been talking about it for the last three E3s. Yeah. It's been it's been a while. I want to say so. the same year I saw Sea of Thieves because I kind of laughed that we saw two games yeah, that looked yeah. kind of similar, different styles, of course. But mm-hmm. um, so I don't know what's going on with that, guys. If you were excited for it, I don't know what to tell you. You know, it, they know may have had they're having with it. They may have had similar aesthetics to Sea of Thieves and trying to find a way to make it different, maybe? Well, no, I do remember watching the the trailer for it at that E3, and it definitely had a more realistic feel. I want to say it was based off of Assassin's Creed's Black Flag, like mm-hmm. how those ships and stuff. So it, it was seemed to be 100% a PvP-type game. Okay. Whereas like Sea of Thieves, there is PvP. Of course, they have an arena that they've added now. Um, it always was kind of PvP, but you had other quests that you could do. I mean, I don't know if we ever actually get any more word about Skull and Bones. And it, it didn't look like, as I was looking around too, I haven't even seen them tweet anything since May. So right. I, I'm just thinking it might be dead, but hmm. I guess we'll find out. Um, and Ninja Theory announced a new project, maybe. Ooh, maybe. I I was watching this little teaser trailer. It's a working title called Project Mara. 
and it looks like a mental psychological horror game. It's okay. such a small tidbit that's that that we've seen for this rumor, but if it's Ninja Theory and that little tidbit that I did see, I'm all about watching someone play it because I'm a wuss. Let's be real. I can't really play a lot of scary games, but Ninja Theory does good work, so I'd be yeah. uh, keeping my eye on that space. Um, and the last little bit, the last quicket, uh, one of the creative directors from Splinter Cell is returning to Ubisoft. Okay. Uh, creative director Maxine Beland, I hope I'm saying her name right, is returning to Ubisoft to help lead some new games. So uh, Maxine had a left a little while ago to work for Epic with Fortnite for eight months and is now returning. So... I don't know if this means rumors that Splinter Cells might be happening again. Um, I didn't see anything that said yes or no to that. But yeah, she will be returning and uh, looks like leading some new games coming out of that studio. Maybe to help them get everything undelayed here with Watch Dogs and Rainbow Six and God. <laughs> and all these <laughs> other all out of there. Right. <laughs> Can you come back and help us get these games done? Okay, thanks. Please. Please. I am curious to know what led to a lot of those delays because at first, I think we were talking about this uh, when they all started as it seemed as though a lot of them were coming from Square Enix, but then other studios started to follow suit. So I would like to know what that is. If it's, because I think we even talked about this, if it has something to do with crunch time, yeah, absolutely. Put it down. Give people time to work on the game. Make it the best it can be. We're all going to be here waiting for it. We're not going anywhere. So Mm -hmm. just deliver the best game that you can. Do not overwork your your employees. Please, yeah. We're going to be here. We're going to buy. We're going to be playing your game. That's that's a fact. Mm -hmm. But if there's something else that we don't know, I would be curious to know what that would be. Yeah, because there was a lot of studios at once it was mm-hmm. it was weird because it seemed like it was what three or four days in a row yeah where it was like bam bam you were hearing about all these new ones so i don't know i was trying to find some info but right now it's just people are saying they they want more time to make the game as great as it can be and you know what yeah do it do it i'm all good for it yeah Mm-hmm. so are you ready I tried my hand at truth or trash. Oh. I'm going to have to keep a tally on Steven this time on a truth Hooray. or trash. Yay. <laughs> See? <laughs> it was kind of fun. Like, I'm like, ooh, coming up with some of these things here, or looking for even rumors that are floating around. We're so in bizarre first, world, people. I know. I know, right? It feels so weird to be on this side of it. <laughs> uh, but my first bit of truth or trash. Okay. <clears throat> Capcom is working on Resident Evil 8 and actually has been since 2016 before Resident Evil 7 was even released. Hmm. Hmm. It's kind of fun watching his thinking face for a change. I mean, it's plausible if they had a game plan to do like a follow-up Two seven mm-hmm. immediately, but it feels like it's I mean been seven a while. did really well. Yeah, so I mean they would have had to have had confidence that seven was going to do incredibly well, and it did. Mm-hmm. That's true. But for them to be working on that immediately, I'm gonna mm-hmm. say trash. Okay. I feel like they would have had to have. I mean, that's that's some heavy, heavy confidence, and we've heard nothing about it 
since we've not heard anything about it, period. It's true. Just rumors. Like it's been Resident Evil 3 stuff that's been in the news as of late. So. And, and even the remake of 2 and 3, that's all we've... And, and that Project Resistance, so that's all we've heard. Oh, yeah. So it's like, why a lot are we... Going on. Yeah, why are you putting all that stuff out? And then you've got this other thing over here that you've been working on for so long. And you've just been like, shh, don't say nothing. Don't say anything. I'm going to say good false. NDAs say, floating around Capcom, right? Yeah, I'm going to say trash. <laughs> I hadn't heard about it. All right. Uh, my next one. Sony is skipping E3 2020. And instead, this year is having their own convention due to the release of the PS5 and big exclusive games that they have yet to reveal. I will say true. Something about that, I, I honestly believe, because I feel like we've been we we know that they've been bowing out, or a lot of people have been bowing out. Nintendo's right. doing it, and they've got great success with it. I don't see any reason why Sony wouldn't try their hand at it as well. You know, so yeah, try, uh, yeah, true. especially this year, they've got the least amount of leaks about their hardware, really and truly, between mm-hmm. the two that are fighting it out. So yeah, all right. And then my last bit of truth or trash, Fortnite is foregoing it completely being free to play by releasing a season pass where you can get skins, weapons, and rare drops monthly. Truth. Because we have seen this in other games, Mm -hmm. and I don't see any reason why they wouldn't do it too. Because it's happening in the mobile space, it's happening on consoles, certain games. Yeah, absolutely true. They, they made only it. a mere $680 million off the Epic oh, Store, yeah. I mean. <laughs> and they, they will they will make it seem like it is the greatest deal you'll ever get. Oh, so, I'm sure. Absolutely true. Can't wait to see what a price point on it would be. Mm-hmm. $5. $10. $10. No, $10. That's, that's what $10. I was thinking. Like, they were doing it at nine ninety nine, like mm-hmm. a nice little, hey, mom, can I have 10 bucks a month? For my V-Bucks. Yep. However it it's works. You can tell I have no the, idea how it works. Only the cost <laughs> of your allowance, children. Tell mom and dad to give you this subscription for all things Fortnite. Ta-da. Dude, if kids get 40 bucks a month these days, like, wow. Their, their and think rate about that. of being paid is, has been upped since I was a kid. And think about that. If if they can convince their parents, hey, I only pay 10 bucks a month. They don't want to be buying stuff all the time for the game. That's actually a good point. It's probably cheaper for the parents in the long run. And they'll be thinking, not, yeah, they'll be thinking, so I won't have, you won't be buying anything. You'll just pay that 10 bucks a month and that's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. Until Bet. the next big uh, rare skin comes out from like another mm-hmm. content creator they love, in which case I'm sure that would be included for sure. an extra. Oh, yeah. I don't actually, I should have looked up how much that skin actually was. That would have been interesting to know. Because I think it was just a rare thing that you could only get for like that weekend or something. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so one bit of weird news. Okay. I tried this out here. So have you ever thought to yourself, what game would go perfectly with Rainbow Six Siege and immediately thought Grease? What? <laughs> exactly. You would be correct, though, if you thought that, oddly okay. enough. Okay. So... Ubisoft revealed a new collaboration with indie studio Nomada Studios, which has now celebrated its one-year release of their award-winning game, Grease. According to the article, realizing that both games feature the same themes of a voiceless young woman's existential nightmare formed of grief and heartbreak, 
made physical through exquisite yet haunting imagery. Rainbow Six Siege is rewarding all players with a free grease-themed weapon skin so you can ponder the fragility of human spirit whilst hooking a car battery up to some razor wire. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to quote the whole thing because I loved their little sales pitch there. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> weird. Uh, well, apparently this was something that was available in December. So if you logged into your Rainbow Six Siege account before December 15th, you unlocked the skin and some sort of charm that uh, matched it uh, for free of charge in your game. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I, I have to admit <laughs> that I thought you meant like Grease the musical because oh, that was just really weird. That would weird. have been fantastic too. I think that's how you pronounce the game. I think we've always said Gris, Gris but I think Grease. people said the developer said Grease. Mm-hmm. Either way, Cause, it's cause just we felt the Americans can't pronounce anything. I don't know. Yeah. Either way you put it, whether it's Gris Grease or Grease Grease, it's still Grease weird. Lightning. Although with the razor wire, that would have worked. That would have. Something about the words I don't know. Anyway. Just think about going Rainbow Six, you're on a mission, sneaking around, and summer loving, have me a blast, pow, 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 pow. It's electrifying. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, I have an... I'd buy that for a dollar. Woo! Okay, now, and I'm not convinced we haven't done this before, so I think this is what's going to be hilarious about this, is I would totally love for you to find in a past podcast if we have done this, so we can call me an idiot in front of everybody. Okay, okay. I mean, if I <laughs> if it sounds familiar, I'll, I'll probably know. Yeah, as I'm, like, doing this, I'm like, have I just come across it before? Is Steven seeping into my subconscious that I'm unaware of? Like, but let's see. I figured I was willing to throw it out there and see. So we all could okay. point and okay. laugh or go, never mind. That was good. <clears throat> so have you ever been drinking your coffee or other hot beverage and thought, this could use a fallout dog meat reference, but with a tiki flair? No, but go on. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't, though? Apparently you, but... You don't have to look any further. You can purchase the Geeky Tiki's Fallout Dog Meek Mud right now. Each cup is crafted with durable ceramic material and built to last. Enjoy a full 14 ounces of your favorite beverage right from the head of dog meat with all his charm. You like collecting a set, you say? Then don't forget to add the Fallout Geeky Tiki Vault Boy Mug. Or if you believe in the power of threes, you can also get the Geeky Tiki Power Armor mug to go with the other two. It's a nuclear steal. Steven. Oh my goodness. What would you pay for each mug? For each mug? They're all Ceramic? priced differently. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Which I found interesting. Hmm. So now, you had the God Meat mug or Dog Meat. I put God Meat in my notes. <laughs> dog meat. God Meat. God Meat. Eat it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to assume that these are those ceramic mugs that are shaped like the the thing. Like the tiki. Yeah. They look like so, a tiki, like how you have the heads stacked on each other or whatever. Uh, okay. 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 Um, uh, is it, was it thick kind of ceramic? Was it thin ceramic? Yeah. I mean, they looked pretty durably built actually. Okay, okay. It had a really decent sized handle, 14 ounces. So definitely a nice tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would, I'm going to say for 
dog meat. Mm-hmm. $29.99. Okay. For... Should I tell you right away? Well, that's up to you. let you guess on all of them. Because I can go ahead and, and give you the others. So that was dog meat. You said twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty nine ninety nine. And then for the Pip Boy, twenty four ninety nine. Okay. And then for the Power Armor, thirty nine ninety nine. You were like so close on most of them. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. So the dog meat mug, you said mm-hmm. twenty nine ninety nine. I did. You had overpaid a little. So okay. Nineteen ninety nine for the dog meat mug. So we'll oh, still wow. take your money. Okay. Uh, the Power Armor mug was twenty nine ninety nine. Ah, and you said thirty nine ninety nine. So it was almost like if we could have just flipped those. But the Vault Boy, you said twenty four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It's twenty five ninety nine. So you ah. just hit the nail right on the head with that one. Dang it! Or you could go to Amazon. I think they said you could pay seventy eight eighty eight for all three. <laughs> sure. Okay. I don't know if that's a deal or not. It doesn't sound but- like it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Where I was like, wait a minute. I didn't know I wanted one of them. But they're, they're, they look nice. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. I thought it was funny, though. A tiki dog meat mug. It was funny. Yeah. But now while you're drinking out of your Fallout-inspired tiki mugs, mm-hmm. I bet you're thinking, what food would complement this apparatus from which I hold my beverage to imbibe? Maybe you want some Nuka-Cola in that mug or a bowl of Blamco mac and cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now you can cook like a Fallout Pro. The official Vault Dwellers Cookbook teaches you all those rad recipes you've seen in the game. Ah. <laughs> Whip up some Meyer Lurk egg omelets and throw a little Death Claw meat on top. It's a sure way to balance out your nuclear winter. What would you pay for the official Fallout Cookbook? Uh. A cookbook. Talk about a fallout day as you're watching the nuclear winter pass you by out of your vault. I mean, for a cookbook, you know, you could you could probably Google some of these recipes, but I'm sure they won't look as nice and. I don't know if you got the internet in the apocalypse, but I'm, I'm, oh, that's true. It's true. So I'm gonna say 17.99. You. Wouldn't be too far off, actually. Okay. $20.48, because it happened okay. to be on Amazon sale this weekend. So you're welcome. Well, damn. I might have to go I get know. that. <laughs> 20, for that $0.48, cents, I don't know. It was right? really weird. <laughs> Neither of these are really brand new. I just thought it was really cute. So there you go. That was what I had for I'd buy that for a dollar. I did all right. I, I would have lost on prices right, but I did all right. Right? My you first would have been time like in. close to the vol out, uh, the vault boy, yeah. fallout bug at least. Only overpaid for a dollar. That's right. Ta-da. Here's where that dollar went. Okay, I had to try it just once. Okay. So it's time for name that game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just, I, I've seen Steven do this and I kind of just wanted to try my hand down it because it does look fun. It I is. only did two though. It's fine. <laughs> so. <clears throat> All right. This game, if you are ready. Kick, panch, balloon, 
battle it out with your friends. This is a local multiplayer game that brings you head-to-head with up to three other players and a chaotic and fun free-for-all. Last one to remain standing on land is the winner, so blast everyone that isn't you. Out of bounds and get ready to Don Don. Each Don Don has three abilities, the Panch, the Kick, and the Balloon. Every ability has a counter, so make sure you are the one doing the winning move. Each time you hit an opponent, your opponent level increases. However, if you are hit yourself, all that power disappears. Keep hitting without getting hit, and you will be powerful enough to send anyone flying. All right. (laughs) So is this game? Mm -hmm. A, do the Don Don. B, Don Don Busters. C, pack a panch. Or D, I'd kick that. Hmm. <laughs> uh, hmm. I think I'm going to lean to C. Pitch a pinch or Pack whatever. Pack a pinch? Pinch a pinch. The answer is B. Don Don Busters. Ah, okay. Don hey. Don Busters. I was just. <laughs> It's a, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. It is tricky. It's so you, hard. You hear it and you're just like, surely to God, they're not going to say Don Don, whatever the hell. And then they do. Okay. Now you know what's going through my head every time. I'm like, why does this not help? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this game isn't, this is, this one's, this one's going to be hard to read. So just bear okay. with me. <laughs> you know, that feels though. All too sure, well. sure, sure. So in this game, an arcade-style single-stage bullet hell game. Beat the game with the choice from three different fighters and two different styles. I am appreciated that you are willing to play. This game is set in a near future when you are one of the defense force belong to the Earth, and you have to defend the Earth from the alien invasion. Hope you can play the game again and again and try to memorize how enemies act to progress the game. Then enjoy the game. At first, I only thought about making the game. Then I pushed this game to go through multiple updates. Finally, it becomes this game, and it has been totally different from the original game. This game tends to make the feeling of arcade bullet hell game. This game is relatively faster, but the bullet pattern is not that hard. Good luck fighting! Why do they insist on telling their life story in a description? No one cares! (laughs) As soon as I started reading it, I'm like, I have to do this one. <laughs> Look, no, no, no. I, all right. So that, that may have come off a little harsh. Okay. Uh, you, put your, <laughs> you put your heart and soul into a game. You're trying to, to create something that people will like. But at some point, you're just like, all right, all right, all right. Just tell me about the game. I know. Like, where game. was the game? So really, it's arcade single style bullet hell game. But bullet pattern is not that hard. Good luck fighting. Okay. I'm kind of curious what the original game was, though, since this one apparently is vastly different from the first one. But I don't know. Okay. But anyway, is this game A, Bullet Hell War, B, War, a game I finally made, C, Warbringer of Hell, D, War Ender Evolution? D, War Ender Evolution. The answer is D, evolution. I know I was trying. I'm like, I should make another play on a real word in there. (laughs) 
But yay! So I have it marked. Woo! So I'm one for one. I'm I'm averaging like you. <laughs> right? <laughs> I should have done a third one. Just to balance it out. But uh that was a little bit harder just trying to like go through some of all the shovelware and actually deciding on a game was the hardest one. Cause I was like, yeah. Oh my god, there's See, so now many. you know. You know what mm-hmm. I go through now. I usually just read them for fun, but now when you're like reading them because you need material is <laughs> mm-hmm. where it gets like oh, there's so much. There's, there's so, much. so many. <clears throat> but yeah, so Moving on, I guess, to our headliner for today. All right. Um, So what I was kind of hoping would happen here is just having like an open discussion about this because um, a couple of weeks ago, it kind of came across gamer Twitter, if you will. But I also saw a bunch of like larger Twitch streamers talking about it. Uh, So what am I getting to? The Battle State developing team has recently been getting some heats for comments made about why women aren't being represented in their game, which caused kind of a little Twitter fire flame with a bunch of gamers, of course, to a resurgence of having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so why can't games just represent us already is kind of going to be my argument today, if you will. Um, and for the one question that I kept seeing pop up is why was representation so important? So for the sake of this conversation, I am just sticking to women because I do want to acknowledge that people of color and LGBT, that you are also fighting that good fight for your own representation in the art and in the media that you consume. Um, but I can only speak from one place. And so just for the sake of this particular conversation, it is only going to be about women being represented in, in games. Um, so as I was saying, uh, recently the developing team Battle State, who uh, has been going under fire for not including women in their game Escape from Tarkov, which you've probably seen three years later, mind you. The game's been out for a long time, but all of a sudden has seen this resurgence um, in views. It could be attributed to the Twitch drops in December. That's a whole other issue. Um, but they have been quoted stating that. There will be no playable female characters because of game lore, and more importantly, the huge amount of work needed with animations, gear fitting, etc. Boobs, I guess, are hard to graphically do when they have armor on. Sure, because we need to see the boobs through the armor. I've always seen female soldiers with their boobs hanging out. You know, always, always. It's just Hmm. easier that way. Sure. Um, But now this isn't new material from them because back in 2016 the same developing team made comments that the fictional city Tarkov as being quote too stressful for women to fight in so of course once all of these resurfaced off we go right we have uh, opposing sides believe it or not we have obviously those coming forward saying hey women should be represented um People saying women don't have to be represented in all things. Ergo, we should just accept this one and sit down. As if we're to believe women aren't capable of battle. They are. They're doing it now. Mm -hmm. And this is just my own snarky side comment. But um, women have had babies coming out of them since the dawn of time, which also sounds fairly brutal. But I don't know. 
I can digress on that one if you want, but that's just my own snarkiness <laughs> there coming through. So the question I kept seeing is why is representation important to women in the games that they play? And for me, this is an easy one to answer. Now, you might ask a lot of women and you might get different responses, but the most unified response that I seemed to have seen on Twitter, talking with women in my everyday life, articles that I was reading, uh, Twitch streamers made it pretty easy to find out who was discussing it because they put it in their title. I'm not playing Tarkov. This is why. Um, So I watched a few of them to hear their opinions on it. And it's going to blow your mind how simple this actually is. But women should be able to see they can do the same things a man can. I'm not here to argue biologies because I can already hear it that someone's going to be like, yeah, I may not be able to bulk as much muscle, lift as much, run as fast from training, but that doesn't mean I still can't do that same task. And that was the biggest response that I saw from a lot of women was Mm -hmm. just that. We want to, we can do the same things and there's no reason why we can't be represented as doing such in the media and the art that we consume. So now I started looking up some things, right? So roughly 40% of gamers right now are women for taking stats from various studies. Mm -hmm. So why are women so underrepresented? And there's a lot, of course, factors that going on so there's only a few things I'm going to focus on for the sake of time you know obviously we can't be here all day and I'm not doing like a TED talk but a lot of studies show that the lack of women in the gaming industry which is probably not a fresh hot new take for anybody but a lack of representation of game uh, women in the gaming industry itself plays a huge role in why they aren't represented in games we are just being underrepresented in actually creating the games and so I just wanted to give you an example, because if there are people murmuring, like, why would that make a difference? A man could still write a part for a woman, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and, and make it a successful game. But have you ever seen the show My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Okay. He had Tina Fey on. And so she was telling a story about uh, women in the SNL writing room which David Letterman was also having a conversation about the women or the lack thereof in his writing room when his show first started and going on the air. And so she told us a story of an example of a fellow co-writer, a woman of hers, uh, a woman friend of hers in the writing room named Paula Pell pitched a sketch called Kotex Classic. Now, if there are some men out there that don't actually know what Kotex is, it's a brand name of a feminine product. Mm-hmm. Just crossing my T's and dotting my I's in case you don't understand. Uh, but so she pitched this sketch and it was immediately rejected in the room. Tina stepped in and said it became and this is her talking to David now. So she said it became clear that they truly literally did not understand what she was talking about because they were guys. They didn't know how pads really worked or what older pads looked like or why that would even be a problem for women. So once she stepped in, she got the sketch to air, and it was met with success. So my point is that so sometimes you leaving women out may not be purposeful, but not having those voices in the room really can make a difference. Right. You may not be doing it on purpose, but we'd be coming from a side that you wouldn't understand. Mm -hmm. And I know, again, there's going to be arguments the same in reverse. And yes, 
Okay, yes. But I even saw that being underrepresented in the industry at E3, because I don't know if you were trying to see how many women were actually speaking, which I think this last year was actually the best that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I read an article that said it was actually only 21% of women who were actually speakers at E3 as well. So my point is that I truly believe women just need to have a larger role in actually creating these games. I did actually try to look up stats to be fair because I wanted to know like how many women actually held degrees in this field for coding, how many women are probably actually applying for these jobs. I I wanted it to be fair and it, it was really hard to find definitively if that kind of skews Mm-hmm. things that maybe there's just not enough of them with the degrees out there. So I wanted to remain fair on that point. But I honestly think that we can do better about hiring more. And I know there are plenty of people that is going to argue with me, hire the best person for the job, man or woman. And you wouldn't necessarily be wrong. But as the example I pointed with Tina Fey in the writer's room, You may not know it's a success because you don't understand that perspective and you may not know that you're leaving something successful on the table. Right. Um, Another argument I heard for why women aren't as in in video games is that female-led games sell on average less than their male-led games. But in my research, I'm also finding that they have lower marketing budgets. So do we know if one begets the other or not? Yeah, sure. Uh, You know, um, so also, why is it so important for women to be represented? Well, research does actually show that genders perceived in video games can influence a player's perception of gender roles and that young girls prefer to play a character of their own gender, actually even much more than boys do. Mm -hmm. So when you have 40% of your consumption coming from women and you know that it can help shape a younger mind to be able to see themselves being represented in the media that they like to consume. Just note that that actually is very telling and formative for these young minds to be looking at. Why is representation important? I'm just going to keep saying this because it was, it was very frustrating to me to watch some of the, the counter arguments for this. Yeah. But it does also shape how gamers think of themselves and others. Women are capable of doing the same thing a man could do, and it's time for our games to reflect this. When we have more games showing women, and this is still the case today, it's definitely gotten better, but as more of the targets, the victim, the damsel in distress, or just the support role, and not the main protagonist, these things do send negative messages. Mm-hmm. whether you realize it or not, and it creeps in when you're not paying attention. And to play devil's advocate, I do realize most of the male protagonists are also featured as tall, white, male, and muscular. You know, like, I, I get that's not an accurate representation of the audience there as well. But with there being so many people that I saw willing to defend not having women in games, it just proves to me that you haven't felt what it's like to be constantly left out. Right. And I would almost hazard a guess that this is in your everyday life as well. Again, I'm painting with a broad brush, but I think you see my point. You would probably have less people fighting it if it was just a norm to have us in your space in the first place. Um, 
I was watching a live stream with Loco on Twitch. Uh, she's a partnered streamer over there. And she, to me, kind of hit the nail on the head for people who kept asking, why is it really a big deal? I don't feel discriminated against. And this is coming from women, too. Like, I get that there's the, the side of the women that are just like this. Why are we making this a huge deal? Mm-hmm. But and I'm paraphrasing what she said, of course, because I, I didn't write it down as she was saying it. But she was saying it's really nice that you personally haven't had to deal with that. But I wish people would understand that not everyone has had those same experiences and to try to put yourself in their perspective for just one moment. So as I'm reading other articles, there was one study done in 2016 extensively of games out of the top nine systems in the U.S. and that year. And they found that men appeared more frequently in games than females 85.23% to a woman's 14.77%. So how would you feel if you had been playing a video game for 30 years and could identify with the protagonist 14.77% of the time? And now I'm saying in 2016, I would imagine when games were first starting, you would see it less and less and less. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess it it was just really frustrating to hear people dog on the whole idea. Better representation of women remains an essential part of the change that I want to see in the video game industry. I challenge the game industry to let those women's voices in. And I also implore men gamers to try to understand if you were on the receiving end. Could you imagine a world where you barely saw yourself in it? When you are telling women to sit down and be quiet that not every game has to be about them, please note, we are not asking for every game to be about us. We're asking for, even in this case for me, 40%, since that's the large majority of who's buying the video games. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I would absolutely extend it to marginalized groups as well. Like, especially when you have a multiplayer game with a character creation, Mm-hmm. Battle state, when you have a character creation tool. So for all it's worth, I'm actually going to quote EA here on our side for a change, oh, shit. which I know is going to be really weird, right? Um, so for all it's worth, EA, when Battlefield Five, if anybody kind of remembers this controversy was being released, it was met actually with the opposite backlash, that people were pissed they put women in their video game, saying that they took the side of political correctness instead of authenticity. One, I would like you to ask to do a little bit more research because women still played a small, albeit small, combat role in World War II. You're welcome. That it was refreshing to see a team publisher stand up and say, and they basically, they I can't remember their exact words, but it was, they're in the game, like it or don't. So they told you you can buy it or not. And a lot of people said they won't. And that's fine. And that's fine because you should put your money where your mouth is. So let's not repeat Gamersgate. This was my fear as I'm seeing all of this going on. Women belong here too. And we deserve a seat at the table just as much as anyone else. Let's include the 40% of the people spending their hard-earned money on these games. Hire the women. Put their voice alongside yours, not above yours, just alongside yours. So 
I guess I just wanted to put out a call to action here. If you are someone where it actually matters that inclusivity and the media that we consume is extremely important to actually put your money where your words are. I saw way too many people saying garbage, not buying this game. And then like two weeks later, it's queued up and you could tell either on Discord or maybe they just went live streaming it or anything like that. But if it doesn't bother you, that's fine. I'm not trying to change anyone's necessarily buying habits. But if you actually believe that inclusivity is really important, buying it just enables them to continue. And we will continue seeing this until it fundamentally changes within the spaces creating it. People, we're just more powerful together and listening to each other and allowing other voices in. You personally may not see it as a big deal, and congratulations. But if you weren't a group that always had to fight to be relevant, I think you would feel differently. Boycott those groups that refuse to let us or you in. Don't just settle because you really badly want to play. I mean, I promise there will be other games that you enjoy just as much. And that those games will be inclusive. And as time goes by, you'll forget that one game that didn't want to include women and be talking about that great game that included all of us. So I pass this off to you guys because I welcome having the conversation in a civil way, of course. So when you see the tweet going out that says the new episode of the season is up and you listen to it, I really do want to hear from you. Do you think women actually need better representation in games? Do you think women just aren't applying as much and that's the reason why we don't have a higher uh, percentage of women actually working in these spaces? Do you think we just need to encourage more women to be involved? Whatever you're thinking, as long as it remains constructive, I would actually love to have that conversation with people. And I would open this up to other groups as well in this case. But the next time you want to just sit there and say, why is it so important Just have a little self-reflection if you can't put yourself in that place then congratulations I'm Mm. happy you never had to deal with it but it was just something I felt like I wanted to get off my chest over these last several weeks as I'm constantly seeing you know the why does it matter it's a battle game it's a fictional narrative yeah. When that developer sits down, they can literally create anything they want. And I understand that that could fall in my face because you're right. They can create whatever they want. And that doesn't necessarily mean that women has to be in it. But I think if you're making a multiplayer game that has a character creation. Yeah. I don't see any reason why every group can't be involved in that. Every single one. Single player narrative games, whatever. I know the biggest one I kept saying, Laura Croft. Men weren't pissed that we weren't in Lara Croft is the main thing. But multiplayer games with character creation, you should have it. End of discussion. But I would even argue that with Lara Croft, at least initially, she was sexualized. You know, Mm -hmm. big honkers and and, and her her shorty shorts, her Daisy Dukes. So she was very Mm -hmm. sexualized, even though she was a main protagonist in a game. But if you rewind the clock back... We take a look at a character like Samus, who no one knew was a woman unless you beat the game. And that was like one of those big, what? It was a woman? And what was funny about that is I remember when that happened, and I know it's been so long ago, (laughs) 
but I don't feel like I was cheated or, or, or that something was taken away from me. Like this, I was a woman. Screw this. Guy. I didn't feel that. I didn't right. feel that. I was just like, Oh, huh. That's different. But see, you know, did it, it made you go, that's different, right? Like, yeah. cause it, at the time. Be- because, because it was the assumption that it was a dude. And then when you find out it was a woman, just like, oh, cool. You know, that was my reaction. Well, good. Yeah. And and Samus has always been a popular character, which, again, is one of those oddities how some women are accepted and then others are not in these games. And I don't quite understand why is she an exception? Why is Laura Croft an exception? Uh, even so as far, if we want to stretch Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. I don't feel like she got hate. I could be wrong. There's got to be hate out there somewhere. It's like, mm-hmm. this game is stupid because it's a stupid woman. Fine. Okay. But there are these women protagonists out there that do exist who are trying to fight to get to the top. And you have these idiots. I just, I don't get it. And when you were talking about inclusivity mm-hmm. and feeling left out, if you've never had to feel that, I feel like, I guess... The reason, because I was sitting there trying to think about it. You know, I can sit here and argue. It's like, well, I don't have to worry about it. I'm white. I'm male. You know, all I check all the boxes. But I can say I have felt left out. You know, these kids need to rewind the clock back a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. to their to their school days. Remember that time when people were picking people yeah, on a yeah. team and you would be the last one because, you know... No one wanted to pick you. How does that make you feel? It makes you feel like you don't matter, that no one really mm-hmm. wanted you, so you're they're stuck with you. That makes you feel left out. Yeah. You're just like, well, okay, I guess you're stuck with me. And I think a lot of these people have never had, like you said, they've not been mm-hmm. through that. But that, I think, shaped why I don't have a problem with this. I right. Character creation. Yes, mm-hmm. I think more games should do that and have all the options. Right. Okay? Oh, totally. I Mail. Just, especially if you're creating a multiplayer game online right now in today's day and age. Yeah. Like even three years ago, women were left out of this game. It just so happened that it got this rise in popularity. But when I found out like you actually get to create your own character mm-hmm. and you just don't in- include half of the population of the world. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So with with character creation tools, what they are, and I personally, me personally, I love character creation. Like mm-hmm. I wish more games had it. Now, I do understand if you have a narrative you're trying to tell, mm-hmm. then you can. But why not? Why not? Think about this for a moment. Say you have a game that you have a story you need to tell. You can tell that story, but maybe... Give a little character creation where you can change just enough to where you can feel like that character is you or Mm -hmm. represents you enough that you can still tell that story, but you just change it ever so slightly. One of my favorites was Saints Row 3 and 4. You could be male. You could be female. You can look however you want. You can change your voice to whatever you wanted. I See? remember I actually went through, this is for trophy's sake, but I had fun with it. 
<laughs> I went through and mm-hmm. did a sex change for a while and played as a woman. It was my mm-hmm. character. I was just wo- a woman. And I changed my voice and everything. And I was just like, look at me. I'm a woman now. <laughs> so I went around and just, and it was fun. It was yeah. fun. So that game right there, that's a great example of a game that allows you to be the character you want to be. Doesn't mm-hmm. shift the narrative in any way, shape, or form. But you can be man. You can be woman. You can be anything you want. You can be gay. You can be straight. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember you can have relationships with characters on the ship. You can be man, woman. Doesn't matter. You can go and bang them. Male or female, doesn't I think matter. that's what I really loved about Dragon Age. I think that yeah. was one of the first ones that I had played that you could have relationships with. Um, there was a couple of them that you couldn't romance, like, I guess, in the real world. You know, you have your straight people and you have... But I really dug the fact that there was a few characters in there that you could romance of the same sex. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the first times that I had seen that. And, oh, my God, I romanced everybody. <laughs> Everyone I could, just because it was allowed in the game. And I was like, this is fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah. But now imagine how excited I got out that out of that. Now imagine actually identifying with that group and how excited you are that, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I can identify with this in a game, in a hobby yeah. that I absolutely love and spend my hard-earned money on. I think a lot of people just really need to stop and just try to put themselves in that position for just a second and just try to understand why people are upset instead of just constantly saying we're being dumb we're being stupid sit down it doesn't have to be about that well we've been told that a lot and we're kind of tired of being told to sit down and shut up on things that we're spending our money on and enjoy and actually supporting so I didn't want this to sound like I'm being snarky this whole time but it it, it really kind of fired me up I get I get really tired of being told I can't do a thing just because of you know, I'm a woman or I should just be quiet because of it. And I'm, mm-mm. which is, there's a good know, amount of people a, out there that disagree, thankfully, you yeah. know. Well, it's just the dumbest argument. Why can't a woman do the same things a man can do? I mean, there are things a woman can do that a man can't do. I mean, we can't have babies. Right. You know, and I don't feel like I'm being persecuted by nature because I cannot carry a child. <laughs> It's just not my biology. But that doesn't I, mean yeah. that just because your biology is different than mine, that you can't do certain things. That I, there are probably women out there that can do so much more than I can. And you know what? Okay. I'm not I'm not upset by it. That's just that's roll the dice. That's just how it is. Any workplace would benefit from all of that though, or just like in your everyday life having mm-hmm. those voices like that, right? Yeah. Because I may not do it the same way that you do, you know, but maybe a woman had a different way to attack it and the same task got accomplished. Mm -hmm. It was just two different ways of doing it. I just, I hate the argument that we can't. Yeah, there are certain biologies that'll tell you maybe I can't lift as much or bulk up as much or anything like that, but I can still do that task Mm -hmm. is the only point, you know? And you know what the fun irony of this all is? Hmm. The role reversal here today. Aw, yeah, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel cheated today? I don't. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like this was, it's, it's, it, it's fun to have this experience because I have not been on this side of it. Since day one that we've done this show, 110 episodes up until now, I've been on the other end. So mm-hmm. this is refreshing for me because now I'm getting to hear all these stories that I may not be familiar with. 
I get to see how you handle things. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's interesting. Well, we'll see if I'm still here next week, you guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she's fired. No, I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> After the Twitter backlash. We'll see. We'll see. But, no, I mean, it's... I, I don't understand human beings in this day and age. I really don't. I don't understand why we just can't let people live their lives. I do admit that I have grown as a human being, that I have not always been the best person in the world, that I have had those moments where I have said stupid things. Luckily, I didn't have mm-hmm. Twitter at the time. Uh, but yeah. I know I He's know I did. That. Yeah, I know I did. Yeah. And I'm admitting it. Yeah. I think... But I grew. I think most people... Yeah. Can look but, inward and find that moment they're embarrassed that they actually succumb to whatever it was at the time, you know. But it's because you're you're raised a certain way, you know. And and the the one that I always go back to is is having a fear of gay people because it was ingrained in my head as a kid, like it was wrong, it mm-hmm. was sinful, it was just oh, terrible. Heavily religious school I went to, so yeah, 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 yeah. So you just have that in your your headspace for so long thinking well i just i can't i and and even even when it came to trying to accept it somewhere in your brain just like well if i accept it then i'm gay too uh, uh. Oh, but wow. it's, yeah. it's not it's not well, like that but you 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 are forced to think that way because of somebody else's ignorance and it took me so long to get to a point where it's just like it doesn't matter it doesn't mm-hmm. matter these people just because they don't have the same sexual orientation I do, they just want to be happy too. Exactly. And that's all that it amounts to. And they're it, not interfering in your life no, at all. No. At all. You know, like, so it's you know just, what? I don't know why that, 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 that attitude that you can't just coexist. And I think a lot of that is a smaller town mentality, though, too. And again, mm-hmm. I know there are exceptions to every rule, but I feel like a lot of mine changed when I finally got exposed to other people. Just mm-hmm. when you're in a small town... I could count maybe on one hand a week when you ran into someone you didn't know, right? Yeah. And then when you move to a larger city where it's a melting pot of different walks of life and cultures and people. And I guess I should just speak specifically of the U.S. because I know we're like less on the end of traveling. Like a good portion of us don't even have Mm -hmm. passports, you know. But like when you go to a larger city, that's what really helped open up my mind a little bit more. Because there's yeah. nothing to be scared of from these other from other people just because they look different, lead a different lifestyle. And I think a lot of the problem stems from we're just not exposing our children to just different people. Go out there, be social, introduce yourself to that neighbor that might look different from you. Talk to them. You're mm. gonna find out you guys are exactly the same. And you know, you're gonna it's find funny. like you watch the same TV shows and eat the same pizza and mm. have the same favorite book. I don't know. And that's that's another thing, too, that I've actually found. I don't remember having these conversations, but I guess times are different now from when Mm -hmm. my children were younger, uh, my older children were younger versus my youngest child today is we see a lot more exposure to, say, like homosexuality on television shows and things like that. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's. I don't want to say like it's being thrust upon us or anything like that. Like it's just like in your face, but it's more accepted. So these relationships are just kind of commonplace. So like right. I, I, I watch a lot of shows uh, like 
Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, stuff like that. It's just, it's commonplace. Again, it's not something they're just like, gay in your face. It's more like, that's who these people are. There you go. And it's just, it's natural. But what I've noticed too. that's just how it is in the world. (laughs) But what I've noticed, what I've noticed is my child, I don't know where she got it. And I'm starting to wonder if there's not some outside uh, influence somewhere. But sometimes she'll see those instances where a man's kissing a man or a woman's kissing a woman. She'll be like, that's not right. That it's, you're supposed to kiss this or that. And there's like, and we have to explain to her in that moment. It's like, honey, they love each other. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Yeah. So I'm not sure where she picked that up because she's not get, coming from us. But it's it's odd. It could just be a case of it's not just not been exposed to it enough that sure. as soon as she saw it being a child, well, that's not what I've seen in my mm. five years of existence. So that doesn't seem right. Sure. And then I'm sure with you constantly just reminding her that like, no, that's absolutely fine as well. As long yeah. as you love the person, they're they're more into the person than the, the label. You know what I mean? Mm. And I'm sure growing up, she won't even phase her when she sees two guys holding hands down the street or anything yeah. like that, which as it should be, and just let them yeah. be. They're happy. And that's all that matters. Crying out loud. <laughs> like I tell you another thing that I've had to do over time, just out of sheer ignorance that I guess we're exposed to is, have you ever tried telling a story or have you heard someone tell you stories like, Hey, there was this guy, uh, he was black and, uh, and then they continue to tell the story and you're wondering what does he was black have to do with this story? Well, yeah, well, at, at plenty of times, you know, and I, I've noticed, you know, I've done it in, in the past. Mm-hmm. I think it's I've, just too ingrained in the society still right now right? that when you say person, we're automatically to assume white. Yeah. But when we're talking about someone else, we've got to make sure that you understand it's different, even though it, it doesn't not matter. a detail that matters yeah. at all. Right. I've, I've actually gotten to a point where I make sure that I omit that yeah like if it ever filters into my head to say it i'm like no put that back because it has nothing to do with this story it should not have anything to do with this story whatsoever right period and it's just i agree with you that that aggravates me when i hear that's fighting a good fight though because like Mm -hmm. that's how we do it it's just each individual at least at a time you can't change these things overnight uh but if you can get one more person on board to change how they uh talk Get mm-hmm. the, change their rhetoric. It, it may not have been from a hateful place, but may, maybe now through learning and growth and exposing yourself to other other people, you realize that it's wrong and you start changing that. We'll and eventually I have, get there. Yeah, I have actually corrected my kids on occasion when they'll tell me a story and I, I hear that and I'll stop and be like, wait, wait, wait. What does that have to do with the story? They're like, what? Good. And I was like, that that what you just said right there, was that is that important at all? No. Okay. Well, then don't say it again. So at least if I can change them, it'll spread. Hopefully. It will. It will. I I think with the next generation coming up, I I see a lot more hope in it because they're able to look at it with a newer lens going, why are all these adults upset over something like this? I don't even understand, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm hopeful that that the, the next generation coming up, we're going to keep filtering all of those things out. So let's hope so. Keep fighting the good fight, guys. For sure. Let everyone in. We all just want to play games and get along. And, and what better common thread to pull at than to start there? Mm-hmm. Just let us all in.
but this feels weird to say, but that's our show. Woo! <laughs> I don't know. So, so here we go. So <laughs> you can, of course, hit us up on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. Send us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. Again, I had those burning questions at the end of, uh, of the, the headliner here. Send them to us if you have uh, what to start that conversation. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Instagram to view uh, the weekly icon art that Stephen puts so much love and attention into. And you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions to support the show. Before, yes. before we drop that, thank uh-huh. you to Tim Price, our newest patron. Oh, yay! Thank you, Tom Price. Tim. 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 Sorry. Tim, Tim, Tim. Tim Price. Tim, Tim. Tim Price. Yes. Uh, he he joined up uh, over our break and uh, glad to have him on board. He gets to see all of our super mega crash adventures as they come up. Ooh, early. Yeah. yeah. He's so, watching uh, it right now, I bet you, and enjoying mm-hmm. himself. So mm-hmm. if you want to be Thank on that gravy train, support. too, yeah, hop on board. You get it on it. All right. So tell your friends about us. And find us on Pencil and Paper Podcast Network, found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and even YouTube.com slash Pencil and Paper Productions. Thank you for listening. I'm Lacia Finley. And I am Stephen White. So join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, ooh, do I get to say it? <gasps> Game on! This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.